Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Tuesday. Uh, what are convicted sex offenders allowed to do and not allowed to do once they've served their sentence? Uh, according to Kate Hawksby, you definitely can't be a real estate agent. Uh, climate change... Uh, whether or not you think we can do anything about it, uh, apparently the kids think we can uh, by not going to school and by doing protests instead. That'll fix it. And uh, But first up, oh, our returning ISIS fighter. Well, is he returning? Uh, the Prime Minister says if and when he arrives here, he'll be prosecuted under the Terrorism Suppression Act and faces 14 years in prison, where he will most likely serve as a deterrent to others who might be toying with the fanciful idea of becoming an international terrorist. He's hardly the poster boy for terrorism, is he? He was the idiot that tweeted where, you know, revolutionary slogans, but because of the um, satellite tracking, it it gave away his, his location. So everybody knew where ISIS was. He got into trouble with Islamic State for that. He doesn't have many good stories from his time with IS. He wasn't allowed to fight. They would have took one look at him and thought, crikey, what do we do with this? They made him a border guard. As a lowly guard, he didn't get the perks of being a fighter, like being able to take a slave woman as his own, something he bitterly regrets. He would have liked to slave himself, he said, but he didn't even have enough money for an old boiler of 50, far less the money to buy something decent. His words, not mine. We have very little to fear from this unfortunate soul, even if he does manage to limp back to New Zealand. He is no Shamima Begum with her truculence and her commitment to Islam and her one-finger, no-regrets attitude. This is a disaffected, lonely, pathetic fool. The real scandal, as Paddy Gala says, is that he was ever able to run away to Syria at all. It really is quite amazing. I mean, he's, he's terminally stupid, this guy. And, yeah, he managed to get to Syria. Like, that's quite an achievement. It's not that easy to get to Syria. There's, I don't think there are any direct flights even. Unless, it, did New Zealand announce some grabber seats with that last load of $2 seats? That the, Not sure. Uh, nice word use of the word truculence there too from Kerry. I, I, I'm not sure what it means, but it sounded like it should use it in the right place. Anyway, um, Andrew Dickens, what does he think of the whole situation? Giving their state the universal ability to strip a citizen of their citizenship, of his or her legal existence, is all very well when you have a kind, caring and moral government. But if you're a country run by bad guys, it's a very power to give a government indeed. And frankly, I don't want this country to be compared to places like Nazi Germany, Chile, Slovenia or George Orwell's Oceania because we just unilaterally decided to take away Mark Taylor's citizenship. And I'm always confused by the right-thinking conservative mob that phoned me and phones so full of surety saying, yep, well, the state should be able to strip all your legal rights. The same sort of people who will also phone and say the state should be able to enact a death penalty. But you can be sure they will also phone and tell me the state should not be part of my business. The state should not be telling me what light bulb to use. The state should not be telling me how long I should have a shower for. Or it is criminal that the state takes my money in taxes. Wow, but the state's okay to take away your citizenship, your legal existence and your life. Wow, can you hear the double think there? 
to quote George Orwell, the philosophy is that the state, for these people, and they think they're right-thinking conservatives, the philosophy here is the state can do whatever it wants as long as I approve of it. They are actually the true totalitarians, and they are right amongst us, and frankly, they're even more scary than some snowflake socialist. And sorry, this is just the libertarian in me coming out. Hmm. Do we approve of that kind of talk on News Talk ZB? I don't know. I, I, it's the kind of thing you hear from those lefty liberals like Kate Hawksby. Except she wasn't very lefty liberal yesterday morning when she was talking about uh, a convicted sex offender who then became a real estate agent. So abuse a child, do some Home D, then move on a couple of years later to popping up flags and running a few open homes. How on earth does that work? How is that even possible? At what point... In this entire sorry saga, did anyone actually consider the feelings of the victim and the victim's family? At what point did anyone wonder about the safety or otherwise of future children in the proximity of this man? You may well be wondering how low the bar is set to be a real estate agent in this country. Well, a conviction for a crime of dishonesty, according to the Herald's report, automatically rules a person out from holding a licence. But, and here's the big but, Other convictions are considered on a case-by-case basis. So we are led to believe that the Real Estate Authority looked at this abuser's case and decided all was well, that they'd issue him a real estate licence. No worries at all. In fact, it's not what we're led to believe. It's the facts. It's what happened. They looked at his case, weighed it up, and issued the licence. The Real Estate Authority, in all of its wisdom, which we can now rightly question, awarded a licence to sell people's homes to a convicted child sex offender. It beggars belief. Let's hope the Justice Department does a bit more than just look at this. Let's hope a message gets sent to the REA that making child sex offenders real estate agents is completely unacceptable. Is it? So somebody who served their sentence is not allowed to be... What, what jobs are we allowed to do? Once we've... I mean, you could argue whether or not we've been rehabilitated after we've done... A, a weak sentence like that, but once we've done it, uh, yeah, where where is the cutoff? Are we allowed to? Can we work in the? Can we build a house? Can we be a builder? We can't. We're just not allowed to sell a house. I didn't quite understand Kate's logic there. Normally, she makes complete sense to me. Um, every time. And if she was in here right now, I would say that she's making complete sense to me because I'm a bit afraid of her, to be perfectly honest. Uh, we're going to uh, move on to uh, the climate change protest that involves school kids. I don't understand what's happening here. Does Chris Hipkins? He's in charge of education. Surely he knows what's going on. Do you encourage kids to wag school next Friday for this? Uh, no, I don't encourage them to do it. Ultimately, you know, no one encourages people to, to miss out on, on learning, on, on their education. But ultimately, if kids make the choice to participate in a, a civic protest, a civic action, then that's a decision for them and it's something for their, for their school to manage. Right. The climate change minister is encouraging the kids to skip school. Well, look, I mean, I think kids should be taking seriously the issues around climate change. Um, I think it's great that they should, that they wanting to have their voice heard. I'm certainly not going to tell them not to do it. Um, I, but I do think, you know, um, they, if they're going to do it, they should take part in it. Um, it's not an excuse to wag school. Well, they are wagging school, though, aren't they? And principals don't condone it. Are you going to, as Education Minister, going to stand beside your principals? 
Um, look, like I said, it's, it's actually a matter for the schools to manage. They manage uh, student student absences now, um, and whether they're justifiable or not, they always manage these things on a daily basis. I'm not going to tell them what they should be doing. I'm not going to tell the kids what they should be doing either. Obviously, I want to encourage kids, though, to, to go to school. Ultimately, if they're not learning, then, then it's them that's missing out. I don't really think we should be encouraging kids to have opinions about things, should we? We're not interested in what they think. Why can't they just go away from us? Um, no, actually, that's the end of the sentence. Um, anyway, uh, this bloke thinks they should do it. Personally, I'm, I'm all in favour for the strikes. Um, I'm, I'm the New Plymouth organiser um, of the uh, climate strike here, and we've already had hundreds of students um, signify their interest um, through um, the way that we've been publicising it, through schools, um, I've received, you know, email after email over the last week from teachers, majority of which are, are in support of the strike, um, and and you know, um, talking with all the other organisers across the country, there is a real movement here um, for students to to get involved and go out and okay. and uh, have their voice heard. Just a couple of questions for me, Ethan. As far as your school goes, what percentage of pupils do you think will go and protest? Well, my school personally is um, is is pretty radical in the sense that um, you know most of the, the the senior leadership in the school are, are absolutely in favour of the strike. Well, there you go. That bloke is from a radical school, apparently. Um, uh, that that cut was called uh, Climate Strikes Taranaki. Uh, it was the cut I was sent from Marcus Slucker's producer. Uh, weirdly, he also saved a cut which is called. Let me just look it up here. Uh, Marcus Circle Jerk. And I, I just am not quite sure why he didn't tell me to use that cut. So anyway, because I found it, let's play it now. And I think this is the only way we can frame it that we don't get into because because I, climate debate changes don't work. Climate change debates don't work well on the radio. That's my experience from the rare times I've listened. It's just... um. Not a circle. Oh no, that's the wrong expression. See, that's it's weird that Marcus's producer has called that cut Marcus Circle Jerk because uh, we have no reason to believe that that's what he was going to say, and we got as far as J. It could have been anything. So yeah, I mean, draw your own conclusions, but don't don't jump to one without proper evidence. And is he right about the climate change debates on radio? Because if he is, sort of wonder what Leighton Smith's been doing for the last 50 decades. And now on a very popular podcast available through the Newstalk ZB website. Um, not that I'm saying stop listening to this podcast and start listening to Leighton's podcast. You can listen to more than one podcast. Uh, this has been Newstalk ZB. For Wednesday, we'll be back with the Thursday one tomorrow. Go and listen to Leighton's one in the meantime. Study up.